Welcome to the Connor Churlin Podcast, where I, Connor Churlin, meet up with a musician, hear about what makes them tick, what kind of experience they're bringing into their musical world. On today's podcast, we have Miko, a songwriter with a very lovely voice, very lovely personality. I met here in Los Angeles at a gig called Lower Deck Sessions over in Encino. Miko and I are both part of the Breedlove Guitars family. He spent a ton of time living in Bend, Oregon, where Breedlove is based, and has been living in LA since 2017, writing, putting on shows of his own. His show series is called Under the Pine. You'll hear us talk a lot about a music video that he made during COVID while floating down the Deschutes River in Oregon, and I highly recommend that you watch it. It is gorgeous. So please enjoy this conversation between myself and Miko. Thanks for hanging out with me. Um, today was the, the first day that I learned that your last name was Martinez. Um, That's right. But, but now you just go by Miko. Yeah. Um, one name. One name. One man. Beyonce, um, Kanye, yeah. Let's go on. <laughs> Soon you will be Connor. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Uh, that'd be... I don't mind it. It's fun. It's fun getting getting to learn about you. I mean, I, I I met you through Lower Deck. Typically, you don't ask someone their life story when you meet them, you know, in <laughs> in real life. So it was yeah. it was fun getting to read a little bit more of your life story, like starting out in two thousand and nine, like going from busking to bars to touring to moving down to L.A. to yeah, and that's where you are at going up to Jacksonville, Oregon through through the pandemic, coming back down. It's a lot. You've done a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I feel like a, I feel like a lot of us over the pandemic did a lot of things we probably weren't planning on doing. But yeah, no, you did. Did I tell you all that, or did you just look it all up? <laughs> no, I, I just I just looked that all up. So like the only the only thing that like yeah. we actually talked about was because this was right before I was moving to LA. So you were mm-hmm. you were kind of like taking me under your wing and t- t- talking about no. just like being a good person, like in Los Angeles uh-huh. and what it's been like for you in the first two years of like making friends and like the, you playing at lower deck that was your first show in years so yeah that was that was a real uh that was like a threshold for you that you were crossing through that night also mm. um so I, which which i didn't really um i didn't really understand at the time but then i i was reading the um ear milk interview um that that you did and it talked about moving up to jacksonville to mm-hmm. um to make sure that you're keeping your wife safe during yeah um because of illness throughout covid so yeah, like yeah she has cystic fibrosis um for those of you who don't know google it um but <laughs> but it, it is a it is a really hard horrible disease to live with but she's doing great right now thank yeah thank the lord but i just want before we start man i just want to say thank you for having me I think this is such a cool thing that you do. I, I, I like, you know, I've been kind of creeping on you a little on the IG for the past <laughs> few months ever since we kind of connected and uh, trying to get to know you a little. And if I'm talking loud, I'm sorry, it's because my headphones. No, you're, you're good. I can't hear myself. It's great. Uh, but anyway, so I just wanted to, to give you some love, man, and just tell you that I think it's really awesome that you're doing this. I think obviously not easy to, to get into the podcast world because... There's so many people out there trying to do it, and especially in this niche of music, it's not like you're covering tons of topics all the time. It's kind of like a, I don't want to say repetitive, but in a sense, you know, you're having a lot of artists come on here and share their stories and get their music out. And there is an audience for that. I just want to thank you for doing that, man. And as obviously you know, because you're an artist as well, that, you know, we got to just do what we can do to, to share our art. 
you giving us a, a little platform like this and hopefully someday it becomes a bigger one uh, or someday hopefully you're just touring and you don't have time for this but but anyways so thank you thank you of for having course. me on here yeah no I, um, I really enjoy it and i uh yeah i don't i don't get tired of the subject at all i it's very close to home so i really appreciate you sharing yeah. Yeah, well, so to touch on each thing, I think, so the the time we met, I, I think it's also, there's something about people's energy. So I, I felt your energy right away, and I felt like you were just a great a great guy. You obviously had um, your wifey there as well. Uh, so you both were just really cool people to me. You know, you expressed you might be moving here, and I just have a soft spot for that too, because obviously I know what it's like to make that transition. And anybody watching this would probably understand if you've moved to LA, it's not an easy decision to make, even though you might think as an artist it would be. Mm -hmm. But you really are leaving a lot of comfortability, security sometimes, family and friends, and a whole lifestyle that you've developed. So when I saw you at the show and saw how talented you were, but also, because I think at that time even you were like saying it's something we're trying or planning on doing. And I was like, you got to do it, just do it. But I'm so glad you did. And welcome to LA. Uh, I know you've been here for a while now, but Thank welcome. You. And um, yeah, and then thanks for checking out all my info uh, because yeah. <laughs> it saves me having to retell it. You know, yeah. but the the wifey thing, yeah, to Oregon. Uh, to touch on that real quick, I just yeah, I, I I can't really explain what it's like. Um, I think everybody went through their own thing during COVID, but for me and my wife, with her cystic fibrosis, it affects her lungs. Um, it's a very deadly disease, so she can't be around anything that could potentially get her really sick, mm -hmm. especially a respiratory type thing. Yeah. COVID, is, COVID is respiratory, so we were in a Academy Village. Shout out to Academy Village in North Hollywood. Everyone watching this probably knows what that is if you're from the LA area, because it's usually where all the artists go through at some point. Cool. Uh, it's a very popular spot, but we couldn't stay because there were so many people and such a high risk for her, so yeah. we moved to Oregon spent some beautiful times there her parents own this little vacation house in jacksonville cool. which is a gold mining town so yeah we were just like i don't know just like kind of cozied up in a little little cabin and from there we just waited out covid until we felt safe enough to come back yeah that's uh it, it's so interesting because it there's there's parts of it that were just like so scary at the time mm -hmm. but like also looking back on it like there was like two weeks where like nobody was working and it was just like my wife and I in the house and it, we were trapped. You were like actually trapped. <laughs> but now it's interesting, like looking back on it and being like, wow, like I don't I don't know that we ever had that. Like apart from our honeymoon, we didn't really have like a set apart time of like, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to visit anyone. We're not going to like Mm -hmm. we're, we're just gonna hang out together and being like yeah. part of it part of it got really boring but like looking back on it being like that was actually a really interesting time um yeah, it's a very unique flavor um for yeah. like what, what was that like for you artistically to be in that space well yeah i mean uh blessing and a curse you know it's like you you're blessed with this immense amount of time that you're able to spend with yourself you're not distracted with the everyday, you know, hustle and bustle of LA. And uh, also it just forces, it forced me specifically, I guess, uh, to really reevaluate what's important. And uh, for me, it was just like, you know, really easy to get in your head as an artist of like, am I ever gonna make it? Do people even care? Da, 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 da. 
But at that point, it was kind of like, I don't really care anymore mm. about that. I just care about my little family, my little puppy, yeah. uh, you know. So it really did kind of finite what mattered most. So I was able to write a lot, like a lot, a lot. And I was able to sit there and do probably something that most artists would cringe at. But I, I mean, I was just like, when I would start recording a song, I would do just hundreds and hundreds of takes of the vocal just on one spot because I was just like, I got nothing but time. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to like explore my voice. I want to explore yeah. texture and color and sound and vibrato and falsetto. And like, so I would take something and flip it, turn it into yeah. some more like a reggae feel, turn it back into like a folk feel. I mean, I was just having fun. I, I kind of missed that part of it. And then the curse side of it, obviously it was just shows. And at that point I had just put a band together we well, had just done a few shows and I was just getting ready to like put a, put a tour together and try and hit up some record labels and like and, and do it, you know, finally like the right way I've always intended to. Um, so that that part of it, especially the live performance side of it, which is my favorite hands down like side yeah. of music. Uh, I love writing. I love obviously the connection you get to a song. But for me, there's nothing like uh, a performance especially when you that performance kind of takes you somewhere else there are yeah. those occasional performances where you're like dang i wish i could get that one back because i kind of you know wasn't my my best but yeah. i've learned to let those go they're far and few between now i don't care if i'm pitchy or anymore like i i don't try to critique myself as much and anyways that that to me was the hardest part of covid with music artistically just being away from uh those intimate moments with your fans and meeting friends and yeah just exploring like your artistic expression on the stage versus yeah. versus like what we're doing in front of right. a, a screen all the time and, and a cell phone all the time you know yeah so yeah that that's kind of how that went during during the time that you were up there is that is that also the same time that you made the video for from the river as well um, yeah while, while you were living up there yeah, yeah. I, I always had this vision in my head. Um, anybody who hasn't seen the video, I think it's worth a watch because it's just a it's a unique video. Uh, logistically, of... I'm fascinated by like what, <laughs> what you had to do for it. So I'm gonna. I have a lot of logistics questions. <laughs> yeah, I love talking about that because I did put a lot of love into it, and I had a lot of a lot of other people that put some love into it with me as well because it does that's the one thing about those kinds of videos is it takes a little team you can't just do that by yourself obviously it would have been hard to play guitar floating down a river while flying the drone at the same time so yeah um but yeah so i, I mean thank you thank you for even saying those that you like it i mean i was i think uh during covid it was like how can i be creative i think as an artist everybody wants to try and tie I mean, most people try and tie some kind of beautiful thing or like the right thing to whatever that form of art is. And for mm -hmm. music, you know, like visual things are so impactful. It really and it's hard because it can really um, it could also deter you from what the song really is about if you do it wrong. So I felt like once I had the vision, I knew what I wanted. I knew how it needed to be. And I just made it happen. What, what do you mean that the the trying to attach it to beauty can sometimes deter you from what it's all about. What does that mean? Well, so I own I own a film company as yeah. well. So I'm in film. I work a lot in film. Uh, and one of the things you learn is like sometimes 
when you're creating a visual for something, uh, and again, this is my personal opinion, but sure. you can almost, okay, another way of putting it is like when you're recording a song, sometimes you can do too much with a song. You don't mm-hmm. need a thousand different types of keys and things happening all at once, right? It's right. like sometimes it's the sim- simple things, the, the silence pulls somebody in. And so for me in film, that's some of my favorite kinds of film is the the ones that let uh, the story breathe, that let the song really lead, if mm. you will. So yeah. that's kind of what I wanted with this is I wanted to create something visually that was beautiful, but not taking away from what the song was trying to also do. It's yeah. like finding that happy balance. And everyone has their own taste, you know, so that's why art is art. But for me personally, you know, I think, I don't know if that helps a little explain that, yeah. but I just, I try to keep things simple as I'm learning and growing. I've made a lot of things in my past that were not simple. Yeah. I was trying to just be cool. I was trying to figure out what keeps people's attention and like, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm deterring from, you know, how to, the whole pur- purpose of the video was to support the song. Yeah. So finding ways and balancing things and, and a way to do that, that makes sense. Is, yeah. It's not always easy, but... And I think it all, a lot of times, too, people are afraid to try things because they're afraid to look stupid and to fail. So, and, and so you look at a blueprint from someone else, you know, another artist that's got millions of streams and you're trying to do what they're doing and it doesn't come across authentic. That's probably the main thing is authenticity. And I think that I, I feel confident in saying I accomplished that in that video is I didn't, I didn't take away from the song I feel like it only added to it and I feel like I was authentic to myself and I found a creative way to express myself through the song uh, yeah. visually. Absolutely. It's It was interesting, like uh, you talked about like the role of space and they're, they're like leaving things simple and like giving it some space and like the some of those shots of you floating down the river, you just realize like how gorgeous the rocks underneath the water are. And you're like, wow, that is a cool shape. Like that rock is like just one big trapezoid that he's about <laughs> yeah. like that you're like, like you're not hurtling towards it, but like you're about to hit it, and then it like cuts to a new shot. Yeah. And you're you're like, I noticed myself enjoying the topography of the land. Oh, cool which, word. What does that is, word mean? Uh, just like the, the like difference in elevation, like the, uh, the way yeah, the, yeah. the way that the land is shaped uh, vertically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was beautiful. What's interesting is I feel like we all try to avoid being cheesy. And so mm-hmm. we think about like, what are the cliche things that we shouldn't do? Mm-hmm. And then you watch a Disney movie and they hit you with all the cliches and you're crying. <laughs> and you're like, well, but it works. Like, why does it work certain times? And like, yeah. there's a, there's the, like one of the shots toward the end where you're like coming out of the ocean. Um, mm-hmm. And then you like cut to a wide shot of your wife and mm-hmm. it's like, it's a beautiful shot, and like okay. I got a little, I got a little misty eyed, and I was like, I, <laughs> I, I knew the shot was coming. Yeah, I, I could guess what it was gonna look like, but I didn't expect it to look exactly like that. And it like uh-huh. actually, it like I like laughed at myself that that affected me emotionally. <laughs> I was like, my gosh, good job, man, because I like, oh, y- you know, like it's like the end of High School Musical when it's like, are they <laughs> are they gonna win the championship? I don't know. And then they do, and you're like, you uh, still feel excitement, you know? It's like, I felt like you really mm-hmm. accomplished that, and I was like, this is, 
this is cool. And then you would just like walk out into the ocean and then drone flies into the clouds. It was like, ah, uh, it, it was, um, yeah, it was like hitting all, all the beats, but in like a really, you did a great job. You're, you're, you're great you. at your jobs. Thank um, you. Well, a lot of it is like, uh, to, to your point, there is like timing, uh, and then in an edit too. I mean, the edit took, I did several versions. I'd have my friends come over and watch and I would just listen to their, like their, the way that I know it sounds silly, but even the way, like you're saying, like they would breathe. Sometimes they're trying not to cry or, or they're like, Oh my God, you know, like, yeah. And like some of the times I would show certain people and it's not that it had to be perfect for them. It was just like, you could feel sometimes the energy in the room. Yeah. And, and as you're making music, it's very similar. You can show your wife a song and she's like, Oh, that's cool. And then sometimes you show her and she's like crying already, you know, like yeah. that's the favorite song you've done, you know, and yeah. film is very similar in that way. Everyone's going to have their own taste, but at the end of the day, you can still not like something, but have an immense amount of respect for it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I shoot for. It's like, I'm not trying to please everyone. I just want to be a respected artist. And, you know, it's not easy to obtain. There's, there's so many obstacles in creating something, you know, that can happen, whether it's your mental state, financially, neighbors mowing the yards while you're trying to record, <laughs> you know, yeah. like whatever. But that that particular video is just such a special video. We sh we shot it in Bend, Oregon. So to go back to the, you said topographical? Yeah, uh, yeah, to, 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 topography, topographical. Topography. Yeah. So the topography uh, side of things or the, natural beauty and landscape was so just like incredible to experience from my position. So I, I, I lived in Bend, Oregon for a long time. Mm -hmm. Used to run that river every day. I used to run Crazy. down there, chill, play guitar, write songs. It was literally in my backyard. So I already, I already knew the, the visual and the stretch of river I wanted to be in. Um, so that helps, you know, your location is everything in film. And so that, that to me, it just always resonated in me. I was like, I got to shoot here someday. And finally, the right time came and I had nothing but time during COVID. So I asked a couple of my friends to, to help me out and fly the drone. Cloud was one of them. Um, I had Venom also running around shooting BTS on his little iPhone, just, just to have the memories of it because it was such a fun experience. But the landscape was just like so perfect. I mean, that I couldn't have asked for the 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 weather to be any better as well there were a lot of negative things that happened as well but not like it ended up being positive later because it's a fun story but basically i almost died a few times <laughs> I almost, jeez i almost drowned a few times in that river because those rocks were massive yeah uh they're un unpredictable you like the way that the water would pull you you don't know what rock you're gonna hit i hit my butt you know your ankle feels like it's just gonna snap because i'm flying like the whole yeah. uh movie is in slow-mo so it looks beautiful to watch but in real time it's not beautiful to watch in real time it's chaotic yeah. it was crazy yeah. i didn't have a playback speaker so because it uh wouldn't work because it would disconnect as it started to go it was too far away yeah and then my i had a speaker in my guitar i put it in the sound hole but the Whoa. water would fill in the guitar immediately yeah and it would sink me like a weight and then i couldn't hear the speaker it was just you know underwater so yeah. would that happen right away? And I realized, okay, I'm going to have to just double time in my head. So I'd get out. I'm like, I'm from the river. She's from the sea. I remember how she is. She waves me. I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go. 
jump yeah, in, wow. lay down, and like action, and like I'm from the river, she's from the sea, and it's like it was just all such a um, crazy experience. People were walking by, filming on their phones, like, "What are you doing out there? And is it for a music video?" <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> it was just crazy. But there was this one moment I finally, uh, I finally kind of just like relaxed and just stared into the sky, and I, I remember like I don't want to forget this. This is such a cool thing I'm doing. Uh, it's a risk I'm taking with my life even, which sounds so silly, but it really was. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of undertow. That river is it's the Deschutes River, so it's just crazy. And then there's a set of rapids in the video that I hit in the middle of the song. Yeah. Those rapids are literally what almost took me out. So it was like, you can see, I, I grab onto that rock. Yeah. Uh, right before I let go, I'm just like, <laughs> here we go. Jeez. You know, and... I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know if I would have to like just dish the guitar. No clue. We planned it out to to know like okay, like let's go hit that now. Like we got the beauty stuff, let's go try the crazy stuff. And even the beauty stuff was not it was hard, but that part of the river was like I if, if there was like a I don't know, park ranger out there or something, he would have said you need to get out of here cuz luckily nothing bad happened. Uh I sent that shiz. Can you I don't know if you can cuss on here. Yeah, you so. can swear. Yeah, go. I sent that shit. <laughs> um, and it was so fun. I don't think I could do it again. It was funny because it was a one take. It, it was what it was because, like, it wasn't worth risking my life for it. But <laughs> to do it twice, it was worth it the first yeah. time. But the beauty in it, man, you're right. Like, it was so it's always interesting to be at the mercy of nature. And mm-hmm. so I think that also had a lot of symbolism in the song. To me, the song represents the relationship I have with my wife. Us coming from very different uh, parts of life, two diff- very different people. And um, we also were apart for a very long time when we first started dating. So I won't go into too much detail of the song, but sure. y- you know, it just, it really did feel like a great marriage. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It's so interesting how like things that are so uncomfortable and like a little bit less safe end up being so much more beautiful. Like there's there's so much beauty in it. I'm also curious about like other discomforts that you've experienced in your life that have like led to some some beautiful things. What, what's what's so interesting is like, it's, it's very rare that I meet someone in music who I'm like, oh my gosh, this person feels uh, very wise to me. Like very, uh, like the, the majority of, of musicians live in like the land of insecurity, which you, you also like live in oh, as yeah. well. But yeah. like, but the, the general impression of you on the people around you is like, uh, Miko is my family. Miko, like Miko makes a space for us. Like Miko, like it's this feeling of like Miko is home. Like. Um, there, there, there's a lot of people that surround you that seem to look up to you and that doesn't, that doesn't come from nothing. So like, where does some of that come from? I mean, that means a lot, man. It's like one of the nicest things to hear. Um, this is, yeah, the majority of this has been behind your back that people have said nice things yeah, to well, me. <laughs> I, I, I guess I just don't have a choice but to just be myself and to love the way I love and I don't feel like there's one thing that makes me feel the way I feel towards 
towards people. Like I, I either, you know, gravitate around certain people or I don't. And, uh, and even people I don't gravitate around, I still have an immense amount of like love for them. I just, sometimes, you know, it's like, you can't be friends with everyone, you know, <laughs> it's you just love can't. with space. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think a lot of it is, um, I don't know, I guess it could be a lot of it could be from my past. I was definitely, I definitely went through a lot when I was younger. I was homeless throughout almost all of high school. I wasn't oh homeless. I, I lived with a lot of different families but different homes throughout high school. Um, me and my father had a, you know, a big fallout right before my freshman year of high school. And I just left home and uh, it was pretty hard, but I think I, car or what is it called? Uh, departmentalize? Com compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. A lot of that during that time, I just thought I get to hang out with my friends more, you know, or something. Yeah. So, uh, and be, be on my own and do what I want. And then eventually me and him, you know, reconciled and, and are like best friends now, yeah. which was really cool. But that, that might have had something to do with it. Just realizing like how valuable people are. People took me in and loved on me and, and gave me a home. Hmm. P people, you know, believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And I was a pretty strong Christian for a very long time as well. During that period, the fam, uh, the Johnson family, shout out to Bryson, uh, his family. Uh, I was at football practice with him one day, like my junior year. And he was just like, hey, man, I'm like throwing the football. And he's just like, my family, uh, my parents want you to come over tonight. We want to talk to you. And I was like, sure, come hang out. It'll be fun. I didn't know what for. But when I showed up later that night, they sat me down in the living room and said that they wanted to take me in and let me live with them. Cool. But the, one of the only, uh, you know, requirements is that I would go to church with them on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, of course, that's <laughs> no brainer, which is actually how I got into music because well, of that. Yeah, I, I saw this guy, uh, my youth pastor playing guitar one day on stage. And I, after service, ran up and was like, can I play that? And he's like, and he bends down off the stage and hands me his guitar. And he's like, yeah, man, go ahead. And I like, what do I do? <laughs> and he's like, you don't know how to play. I'm like, no. And he's like, just take it home, take it home and learn. And he just gave me his guitar and I'll never forget that. So that's what I mean. It was just so many things, I think, that uh, over time, he, like it shaped me. I was like, I want to have that kind of love. I want to be somebody who um, treats people with respect and kindness. And I'm not perfect that I don't, you know, I'm not perfect at that at all. I just I think over so much love being given to me throughout my life, I just wanted to give it back. And when I meet people, too, I I always I always try and see the person, not the the mask sometimes that we wear. And there's some people that that mask is either very thin or it's already gone. Yeah. And it's those are the people that I think I gravitate the most towards right away. Yeah. Sometimes there's people with a big mask and I, I kind of have fun trying to break <laughs> through that because I want to see yeah. who they are. It's I like want them, I want them to see who they are, you know? Yeah. But you're one of those people. I. I told you that right in the beginning like I really admired just your energy and I could tell even through your songs and the way you perform that you're not trying to fake anything you're just very genuine and uh I'm sure you battle with everything just like any artist does where you second guess yourself you second guess the journey am I wearing the right thing do I sound the right way but at the end of the day you know there's these moments you have when you're alone with music 
and the music just is what it is. No one else knows but you. And I think that that's something that I really try to remember even in my friendships is like, how are we when we're alone? If it's yeah. just me and Connor hanging at my house, chilling and talking, how how should that be any different than when we're out with like a crowd of people? I want to treat those people the same as I treat him and I want them to treat me vice versa, you know? So I know that's a long winded way of answering that, but it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of just been, you know, a, a, an experience in life that just continues to grow and i want to i always want to grow as well i don't want to ever feel like you know oh i'm just this nice guy like I, I don't ever think about that i just think every day i wake up and i've even in the last couple of weeks i've been trying to give myself positive affirmations because i actually beat myself up a lot i can tend to be so negative to myself but it's so easy for me to see someone like you and be like, oh my God, this guy is so talented. And like, why is he not famous? And why is this? And everyone needs to hear his music. So easy for me to like look at others that way. But when it comes to myself, I I, I even have a hard time hearing you give me compliments, which yeah. is something I, I continue to work on. Yeah. So yeah, I, but thank you. And uh, it means a lot because to me, this life is so damn short. It's like there are no guarantees and yeah. I I just want nothing but like joy if possible in my friendships and in my life and through hardships I just want to I want to hurt with my friends because they're hurting. Yeah. And I want to I want to like be able to look back when we're old and just be like you remember when we did that podcast dude and like we're just getting to know each other that's like so funny, you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, the um that it's it sounds like i mean you you already said it which is like paying you're like paying forward a lot of the love from strangers back onto strangers like as you as you go on and i'm sure that's like it it does repay it in a, in a way mm -hmm. it's like passing it forward um which is i don't know just a really good a really good reminder to to care for people you don't know about that i i feel like that's that's um that that's the thing that i'm trying to get at with you and people like you is the immediate respect towards people reg before you know who they are. Mm -hmm. um, so the you're you're going to default to respect and kindness, and you you don't assume superiority. And that, that it's been an interesting thing, like moving into LA and being like, oh, like people are really trying to figure out pecking order in a lot of <laughs> yeah. situations and being like, great, I'm more talented than him, but I'm less talented than her. So I'm gonna be really kind to her and I'm not gonna hang out with him. And it's just like, there, there's, oh. there's a little bit of that, but then there are other people who are just like, if they just find anyone they like, they're gonna talk to the person they like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, man, I'm so glad that you think of things like that it's refreshing to hear because a lot of us know this mm. but we don't we don't talk about it or we don't even like acknowledge it to to each other it's like i have so many talented friends i could go on and on you know and just name like oh this person works with this person this person tours with this person i met this guy and he's gonna help me it's like everyone in la as you have heard does something so and knows someone who knows someone so it's like <laughs> yeah you're so right and it's so sad because who the fuck cares like who cares i i met so many talented people way more talented than me in my mind and they have like no instagram followers 
they've never played a show before. Like, <laughs> the, I mean, like, I'm serious. It's like, it's so silly to think that we're above anybody, especially in the art world. It's like, there's enough for everyone to share. And that's something I'm really trying to to fully Im- implement in my in my friendships and in my life because it is so easy to get your ego in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so easy to be like, how does this person have so many in streams and followers like i've been doing this for like over 10 years and they just posted yeah. a thing the other day and it went viral and now they're <laughs> like hundred thousand followers it's like and it can be like such a just a toxic way to exist yeah you, you don't you don't even realize what your thoughts do you know mm-hmm. how they're gonna how they're gonna affect you your your significant other your animals like <laughs> like Seriously, it's like even my dog, like if I'm having a bad day, like she's not getting the love that she normally gets, you know, it's like and it's all because of a mindset that we continue to, you know, harbor within this body. It's like, why? Why waste so much time and energy on being negative and being jealous and insecure? And and I'm not saying that it's not normal to feel that. Yeah. What's not normal is to continue the pattern to where it becomes a way of living. You see, like that's why for you to acknowledge that is such an important thing that people need to understand. We need to lift each other up, inspire each other, love on each other, help each other to accomplish the things that we probably couldn't have done without that person's help. That's something I love about my brother, Cloud. The most talented guy I've ever met. Like always just, doesn't matter what he does, he just, if he wants to do it, he'll do it. And when he does it, it's gotta be amazing. And it's not because he like, I don't know, he's just naturally gifted. And people know that. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that try and take advantage of people like him and want to sh- like, you know, can you help me make a video? Can you do this? Can you do that? And, and people just forget to like value him, just mm-hmm. love him and stop wanting from him. Because yeah. the truth is, there's like I said, there's a lot of people you could even use me or, 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 or uh, I don't know, I have a few other friends. I don't have that many social media followers. So it's like and I don't get hit up a lot for things because I think people can like you said, put a value and a tier on on individuals in LA. It's mm-hmm. like, can they help me? Yeah. If they can help me, then I'm gonna be their friend. I wanna see if they can help me. If they can't yeah. help me and or they're more in the middle area, like they're cool, da da da. And then if it's like nothing going on, like you're not really worth my time. And I think that that's just so sad and I don't know. I know I'm rambling on about this, but it No, it really, it's really important. It is it is, in my opinion, the saddest thing that we do to ourselves as creatives, as artists, is when we are comparing ourselves to every other person, judging others, and thinking that there's not enough room in the world for everyone to coexist and share their art. Because it's just a lie. It's not true at all. Like, you and me have dark hair. We have a little ethnic vibe. We have a very soulful, smooth, buttery vocal like style. You know what I'm saying? Like me and you yeah. could literally be like, I, I can't, I, I could have like not even asked you to play at the house show. Cause I'd be like, yeah. uh, I don't really want someone that has a similar thing to me. But the reality is we're not similar at all. Yeah. We're totally different people with a totally different sound. I actually am a big fan of what, what you do in your music. So I was just like stoked that you wanted to do it. And, and also like you cultivate such an amazing moment when you st- when you, when the the speaker or something stopped working and you just stepped forward and you mm-hmm. just started playing i was like that's a showman that guy knows 
what he's doing. He knows how to engage with people in a way to create an experience that they're not going to forget. And, and in my opinion, that's like what we should all be doing is just encouraging each other to like work towards being able to be a pro like you <laughs> in that way. Uh, I, anyways, yeah, yeah. man. No, I, I, I really care about this topic because it's it's touching on like your past as a child. Like you, you, you move out as a as a 15 year old, as a 14 year old or whatever. And you're you're going out there with nothing to give, you know. There's nothing mm-hmm. you can give someone who's middle aged with a house, you know, as mm-hmm. a high school kid. It's like so. Really, like what? Wh- what if they treated you like musicians treat each other? Like oh man, yeah, so true. You would have been homeless. Yeah. Every, everywhere, and it's the exact opposite. When you realize what the opposite thing does is when you extend love, like genuine love mm-hmm. without expecting anything in return to someone who like you know they can't pay it back like they're the the consequences are positive in every direction like think about like one person who puts you up as a kid mm-hmm. like the 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 payment the the investment payment of love that they put into you let's call it like 10 units mm-hmm. of love they it's not that they received it back that's that's not where that paid off. But what happened is you became a type of person who s- sends out 10 units every day. And mm-hmm. so it's like, so the payout is like that energy just gets spread like crazy throughout your life because of this one person who barely gave anything. Yeah. And it's a it's a positive example. And the sa- what's sad is that the same thing happens in the negative way. It's mm-hmm. like if you yeah. were treated, if you were treated poorly over and over again, you would be like, like the like people who are i'm noticing like especially there is there seems to be a correlation with like people who are doing really well and like have had certain very high experiences they have been treated like they were nothing in a lot Mm -hmm. of areas and so they feel like that's the way to treat people it's like (laughs) yeah man I, i i i hope you know too you know like uh Cause I know you struggle with that stuff. I think we all do. Absolutely. Yeah. So I hope you know too, that like, you know, I got your back and if you ever need anything, you know, and, and a lot of this isn't, you know, like I said, it's not because I'm trying, I'm not trying to be a nice guy. <laughs> I just, I just am me. And I yeah. think that's the point is like, you are you, you know, you're hosting this thing because it's what you want feel like you need to do and that's how that's how I feel in my life you know with my music I feel like I need to do it I don't have a choice when I'm talking with my friends if I start feeling a certain way and overthinking something like I'm like why why are you doing that yeah you know just be yourself and (laughs) well because honestly man when I first came to LA like it was a lot of uh confusion it's like I was trying to write songs just to make people think I was good at writing songs. I was trying to write songs for like maybe potentially for Bieber to hear or whoever, yeah. you know, because I just wanted to make money. I wanted to get shot like through the atmosphere as an artist and just be like somebody. And there's a lot of pressure in it, you know, when you have family and people that supported you all these years, you feel like you sacrifice so much and they sacrifice so much. You feel like you're a failure if you don't accomplish something like on a big scale. But there's no time frame for success and success doesn't have to be 
what everyone, ha- what the, what our society has kind of shaped it to be. To me, success is like, I have these guitars. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I first started playing music, I was borrowing guitars for years. Jeez. I think I didn't own my first guitar for like until like three years into doing music. Wow. I was just always borrowing guitars. Even all these guitars. I, I I'm actually shout out to Breedlove. Yeah. Because you're with Breedlove, you know, like they sponsored me, and that that was something I was never expecting either. And uh, over time, like I just started to. I don't have much. I just have the things I love. We're actually having a yard sale if you want to come by soon. Nice. Getting, getting rid of even more things. But nice. yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i really appreciative of what I have, the people I have. I don't really know where I'm going with that anymore, but. No, it's, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love that phrase. I don't have much, but I have what I love. Um, yeah, that's what that's, I, we can write a song together. I'll put that in the lyrics. That's great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great sentiment. Um, how, are, you, how are you doing, man? I'm I'm doing great right now. Are you just asking in general? Yeah. How are you doing? Like, oh, I'm doing. How's uh, How's life? Uh, tired. For you? Uh, the answer is tired. I am working too hard at the moment, uh, because I need money. So Bro. money, like work, work is coming in. So I'm just having to say yes to everything at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like dug ourselves into a little bit of a hole by like, not like an actual hole, but like. You know, we like had a certain amount of money and we're like, okay, well, that money's gone. Yeah. So we like still have this buffer, but let's not dip into our savings to yeah. move to Los Angeles. So n- now it's like real, like I'm driving to Santa Barbara twice to three times per week to mm. do gigs. I was like in Dana Point on Friday, then Santa Barbara on Saturday, then stayed the night, then like came here on Sunday, played last night downtown and like hanging out with friends. To, it's just, it, it because I'm spending so much time working in Santa Barbara and I'm like, I want to catch up with all the Santa Barbara people and like spend time with my sister and her husband and my nephew. And like, there's so many good things. And Mm -hmm. that part of, part of me being here has been learning how to set boundaries with myself and saying like, I need, I need to say no to things before I burn out. Cause I, I know that I'm kind of always on the cusp of burning out. And then I'm like, well, I, I, I'm actually pretty good at avoiding burnout these days. I'm yeah. just like, today is like a full horizontal day. Like, I, I'm not going to get up. <laughs> I'm just, just going to lay down and like do some computer work. And, Dude, um, well, f- first, don't don't get too lost in financial woes. And I know that's, I, I'm like 100% with you, man. I, I haven't had jobs. And so I've been, I, I don't know if you saw even, like I just started trying to like reach out and let people know I'll, I'll even write songs for them, you know? Like yeah. I posted on Instagram, like now booking, if you need me to write you or a loved one a song. Yeah. I mean, we, our film company has been so focused on some feature film stuff that's in the works that we're not even taking jobs. COVID, same bro. I feel, I feel you. And I just want to encourage you not to let yourself get too lost in the, just the, the negative feelings you can go dive into because of financial things. Yeah. It's just stressful. It's anxiety, it creates depression. I lived in that for so long, Mm. so long. And it's a mindset. It really is. And I, I, I'm still like, I, I'm, I'm struggling too financially. So I get it. I'm taking jobs as well. You do have to find time for yourself. And I think that staying, what'd you say? Horizontal, horizontally (laughs) is such a perfect way of putting it. Like chill on that couch, 
binge watch some stuff with the wife enjoy your day because yeah. you've been putting in the work obviously and you, your body's telling you you need that and mm-hmm. i've been having to try and remind myself of the same thing because there's days where i'm just like but i could be posting more i could be making this i could i could try and do this and you're stressing you know but it's hard out in la they just raised our rent over yeah. here too <laughs> yeah, it's geez. like you know it's like every time we think we're starting to like kind of get back to like coasting for a sec yeah something happens that's part of your story that's part of your wife's story and it makes the the rewards that much more beautiful when they happen and i really do believe in you i mean you're super talented dude like i i uh i think like we could after this sometime meet up and even put our heads together on a way to like maybe book some shows that are even a little smarter for us like that's something something that i had to go through for a while like when i see all the shows and stuff you're doing it reminds me so much of when i was doing that for so long and it's so draining but it it's still i i miss it i love playing like i don't take it for granted some some of those shows are very draining <laughs> and it leaves you feeling like why am i doing this still sure yeah and uh but there is a smarter way and i know you know that I, yeah. I've, I've watched some of your things and you're really wise as well about how you share your information about you know touring and booking shows and how to go through obstacles on stage and but one of the ba- one of the hardest things especially d- during this season of of music i've realized is people have such a hard time finding venues that pay you what you're really worth and us as artists we start to sacrifice that i'm not saying you do i don't know what sure, you do yeah. but but we can sacrifice so much of like what we're really worth because right. there's some shows i used to play for tacos dude you know yeah. what i mean like yeah just beers and food and whatever and then yeah. eventually I was like, 50 bucks for three hours, Yeah, yeah. you know? And then at, at some point I realized like my worth and I was like, I mean, the lowest I could probably go is like two grand. And then I started booking between two to five grand. And then I didn't have to play so many little taco shops and yeah. things. And I would still take shows like that if it, if it was for the right people. Because yeah. cause I still, it, I still had relationships I had built with people I really loved playing for and that's something that I think we could definitely like. There's some really cool places out here in LA. There's like vineyards. There's a Rosenthal Winery that I think pays pretty good sometimes. But anyways, well, I think we could work together on that too. Because I've been wanting to start booking again and playing just because I, I would much rather be in front of people performing than sitting in front of my computer screen all day trying to do that. Which I'd actually like to talk about that. I don't know how much time we have on here, but I would like to hear your thoughts on tiktok and social media and all that stuff and what where you sit as far as like waiting for something to pop off and kind of go viral and all that like what's what's your whole outlook when you set the next an external goal of like i'm doing tiktok videos in the hopes that something goes viral um Mm -hmm. viral can kind of mean a lot of things but let's call it like one at at least one million views on a video i'm I'm, yeah i'm making i'm gonna post a video every day for two months in the hopes that one of them gets over 1 million views. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if, if that's the reason why, then every day that you do it is technically a disappointment, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a hard way to live because every day is just a reminder that you're not getting your goal and you're not who you want to be and you're a failure, right? So that's hey. bad. So, 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 so that's not how you want to set goals. This, that, that's, that's not how I'm trying to set goals. So yeah. it's like, so it's like, what is it? What is it that I'm trying to do when it comes to 
yeah, when it comes to like my social media presence, which is like, I want to share information that has been hard earned, um, something that could actually benefit someone else. And I want to just be curious about what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I have actually like very little expectation about what happens, but when I, when I first started doing this, like I've been posting every day now for over two months, it's been like two and a half months, random, like I, I, I'll get like random flack from friends and they'll be like, like I'll show up to a gig and they'll be like, Hey, Connor Cherlin, thousand gigs in six years. That's time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's, which that's I fun. love by the way. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, love it's, that. yeah, it, it was a, it was a great tag to start out with. The first person who said that to me is like a medium famous, uh, singer songwriter out in Alaska. Like, and I was like, I was pretty sure you were not looking at my content ever before. So that's really interesting. I'm like, I got hired by, uh, to, to do a bunch of gigs out in Montecito and the, the person hiring me is like watching all of these videos and he like referenced it one day when it was really windy. He was like, you know, like you say in your videos, like don't talk about the wind, you know, make it about the people mm-hmm. and me being like, my gosh, I'm like, teach. he's, he's seeing what it's doing is it's expanding people's view of my expertise to they're like, Oh, not only is he, he's talented, but he's also incredibly thoughtful about everything that goes into this. Like every piece of equipment here has been picked mm-hmm. and honed over six years. And isn't that yeah. interesting? Like, don't you want to know, like, why? Yeah. Every, like, literally everything that I have here is like the bag that I use, the like the cart that I use. Ev- like, every single thing has a purpose. Um, the, I, like, like one of my favorites was uh, the tablecloth. Yeah, you're like I had this thing for like six years. Yeah, and I was like, dang, R.I.P. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like we- weird stuff like that where people are like, yeah, bring like. I've had friends bring their own table, but they don't like make it look nice with like a tablecloth. And it's like, I even thought um, like, oh man, I forgot to set up a table at the show for people. But I, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going. Oh, no, 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 no. So it's like, what, what I think it's doing is it's making, I feel like the biggest thing it's done for me is help me get over my own fear and ego mm-hmm. around how will I be perceived posting these videos? Because there are people more experienced than me who could actually give better insights. And I'm aware of that, Mm. but they're not sharing it. And if they are, I'm not seeing it. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to put, I'm going to post the thing that I actually, I also have expertise on it and maybe not as much, but like if someone were to come to me and be like, man, you're not qualified. I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not as qualified as someone else, but like this certainly works. I would, I would actually disagree. I think you are extremely qualified and also there's more people there's more artists that are in your, I would say, uh, far more rare to meet someone who is in the 1%, like an Ed Sheeran. Then there's, like you said, a medium tier, let's say, of yeah. artists as well, which those aren't, there's not that many of those either. But there's a lot of people who are learning, a lot of people who are at a point where they're just trying to figure things out and they're just trying to, how can I get better at this? Or what is it like to play at any show? you know, mm-hmm. like, period. And yeah. you provide such amazing insight. And it's quick little bits of information that, you know, like, it's so funny, I watched quite a few. And every time I'm like, oh, I remember that those days, or I remember that. Yeah. And yeah. it's so and that's why I admire it, because it's very honest, you're not trying to tell people this is the Bible way of doing it. It's like, right. you're just giving them 
bits and pieces of such beautiful pieces of advice and and that you know take it or leave it yeah you know what i mean which is yeah. Uh, yeah to your to your credit like you were giving me compliments at first but i think it's really cool that you found a way to give back to the world and in your own way in that way i'm sure there's yeah. plenty other ways but on social media you could have chose a lot of things to talk about very easily and you decided i'm gonna give back and i'm gonna do it this way yeah and help and help artists like we were saying like you could keep all that information to yourself and not even tell people the places you're playing because you don't want them to try and get gigs at the same spots and right but like i said it's like we should all just be sharing we should all be you know lifting each other up and you do that very well so well thank you yeah so that's that's my my, my view of tiktok and the internet um it's there's there's a lot of power right now in vertical videos and consistent vertical videos seems to be like kind of the way for yeah like for a lot of people to move forward i love writing and i spend time every day writing but i also spend time every day like thinking about like what is my social media strategy like what and like doing like booking myself there's all the other admin to, to the job as well so i yeah um yeah i try to take that seriously like i do writing as well i did i just signed up uh i don't know if you tried this but for the instagram reels bonus pay thing have mm. you seen that i haven't seen that you should look i i don't know if you have to be a creator i don't know if you're signed up your account as a creator or business or whatever okay. but um they've been hitting me up for like a month or two about it and i always just say no no not interested but i talked to my friend corinne shout out corinne she uh she's kind of a, a, a mid-tier influencer as well does like yeah. stunts and stuff and she's like yeah I, I tried it out for a little i got like 100 bucks right away and then it kind of oh. slows down and i was like you know what like i'm always kind of like you said earlier like i'm trying to say yes to things lately because i'm also hurting financially right now where i'm like yeah. i just need some extra income yeah so i was like this thing keeps screaming in my face i'll just give it a shot so i look at it like i'm already posting on uh, consistently in the last couple of weeks yeah. as well i just started to try and figure out my thing that's why i redid my studio nice. i'm trying to get more like lighting going and figure out like an easy way to feel comfortable so i can be consistent and yeah, I just thought I'd give it a shot. So I literally, before we started this, I just finished signing the, the you know, the little tax form on there. And But I think that it's, a, it's something that I wanted to share with you just because I'm like, hey, like if you're going to be consistently posting reels, why not make a little extra cash from it? And that sure. money could go towards your phone bill, gas, yeah. even if it's like 50 bucks a month, that's that could be towards music marketing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like whatever. But I, I for me, uh, with the whole viral thing, yeah. Um, I couldn't pick a better way of saying it than the way you did at first. Like that was such mm -hmm. a beautiful way. I hope you use that soundbite even for this podcast, like when you post, because I think people need to hear how important it is not to be chasing viralness. Yeah. You should be focusing on your heart, your mind, your spirit, your friendships, your relationships, and your art. Mm -hmm. And when you get to your art, it shouldn't be, how can this be every, like you said, every single day, how can this be like viral? It's like, no, just how can this have some kind of meaning, purpose to yourself? How can it help somebody? How can it create some kind of type of emotion? Like, and from there, I think people will gravitate towards whatever it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. in their own way, it, yeah. if it goes, it goes, if it doesn't, who cares? And that's so hard, dude, like so hard. I have, I'm not gonna lie, you know, I, I spend a lot of time trying to analyze 
what makes uh, things go. Yeah. And then you start going, oh, well, now I have to understand the human condition, the psyche of, a, of this culture we're in. Yeah. What is it about indie folk music people like to hear and see? And I go through watching videos and I'm like, oh, this person like, hey, guys, what's up? Da, da, da. And then all of a sudden they're singing. And this person just uses text all over the place. And this person like slides into the camera and then starts playing like and you start to analyze everything. Um, and, I, and, and I do think that there is like a level of like you should you should do your homework for sure, because you want to like, you know, you, you do want to give an honest shot at what you're creating, at my opinion, to like, how's the best way to say this? Like, I don't know. You. There, there are certain formulas that work better than others. For example, low lighting. If I have really bad lighting in my videos and I just keep doing that, it's proven that they don't do as well as videos that have really good lighting, natural lighting especially. So that that's something that people should think about. But mm -hmm. if I'm sitting there judging the way I look, you know, and all those type of things, like right. that's just insecurities. That's not furthering my ability to create like a beautiful image. But anyways, yeah, it's it's complicated. I've seen a lot of my friends blowing up lately. And to keep a consistently positive mindset is hard because you're you're like, ah, when is my turn? Mm, you know, when yeah. am I going to when will my, one of my songs go? And and all of a sudden you like we said earlier, you lose focus of celebrating your friends because yeah. the first thought you have is like, oh, I got to post something now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you want to try and do it like what they did to think thinking it'll replicate something the same way, but it, it just doesn't work that way. Like social media is its own beast, dude. It, it's uh, it's something that I'm thankful for because it's a, a way to share your your art. And I'm yeah, I'm very thankful for that. But the, the negative side is something we create within ourselves. And I hope hope that, you know, as we continue to go down this path as artists, we I don't know, we get better and better at not being so insecure. Yeah, it seems uh, it, it, that that seems to be one of the big challenges. Um, I always say that musicians are some of the most insecure people on the planet. Um, by far, by far. <laughs> I mean, who else wants just like thousands of people to love them? Right? Yeah. You know, like who does that? You it's wake like up every day and you're like, I just want everyone in the world to hear my music. <laughs> yeah. My like, one oh. wish. Yeah, I've shifted that too. I, I've, uh, I've kind of come to a place where I do want my music to reach as many people as possible, but I want it to reach uh, the people that it's supposed to reach. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I do believe yeah. in the power of that, which is I know it's not for everyone, but yeah. I want it to find the ones that it is for. That's all. You know, is that yeah. too much to ask? No. You know what I mean? No. No. Yeah. You're hard. You're a hardworking guy. I feel the same for you, though. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's true. It, it's like, uh, there's this, you know, Liam. So our friend Liam is just, is just the most talented singer. He's just yeah. crazy talented. Yeah. Amazing writer. And I remember when he used to come out to my shows when I was in Bend, Oregon. And he had never even, like, he barely was could play guitar. He really loved one of my songs called Love Patiently. And he'd always ask me to play it and teach it to him. I took quite a few years off of music and just focused on film and kind of family and just kind of gave up music. And I felt like during that time that I stopped, he decided I'm gonna do this as a career. That dude never looked back. He went full force. Social media, he was marketing himself. He was writing every day. He went through some really hard times in his life as well, but he didn't let it deter him from his, 
his vision of who he wanted to be as an artist. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just shown like that if you believe in yourself enough, you really can achieve some pretty amazing things. Like the dude yeah. is just killing it. He's like number one blues artist on the charts for like the past like month, like dipping out in and out. Yeah. And I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just acknowledging him because I think that there is something about being dedicated to yourself and your craft, believing in yourself. He still has his moments where he, he needs, you know, pep talks here and there too. But yeah. it's like, we all need that. That's why this is such a healthy platform that you provide because it allows us to talk about this this shit, man, and be able to be honest and vulnerable. And yeah, but I, I hope, you know, like in the near future that we're able to look back on, on these conversations and, and just feel like we're still growing and always growing. Yeah. And it I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I, I think like, I think there's a, a point in your life as an artist, especially where you have to decide, is this what you really want? If this is what you really want, are you willing to give it your all? And what does your all entail? Because like, sometimes we convince ourselves that your all is like, yeah, I'll, I'll do one video a day. But like, there's some people that are doing multiple videos, multiple songs in a day, booking yeah. shows in a day, vocal lessons, guitar lessons, like, yeah. you know, like, and that's what he was doing. He was like, every day he was like, it was just a job, yeah. you know, but I, I, yeah, I really admire that guy for that because it was funny to me. It was one of those things where it put, it actually checked my, I checked myself. I was like, I've been doing this shit for like over 10 years. Yeah. He was like, he used to come to my shows, like how did it's like we were saying earlier you can look at someone and be like i did more than they did but the truth was is didn't i i did my own thing in my own way i was trying to make money not fans i was trying to impress people with songwriting not with who i was as an artist personally yeah. um i had all of my all of my i don't know I, I i just had it all different than i thought i was i thought i had it all together but it was not what it should have been or maybe it was then and now i just know what it should be now you know yeah but yeah man it's uh it's it, it's very interesting the um you, you mentioned it, it being hard to receive compliments earlier what that is is it's like i don't believe i don't necessarily believe the good things when they come my way mm -hmm. but then there's also this instinct of like when when your friends are experiencing progress and success of being like you're taking that as a negative sign of mm -hmm. like and I, I do this as well like one of my friends also just like went viral in the last year and it like I, I like had a real heart check and I was like my <laughs> god like good good for him like he was able to quit his job and like yeah his whole, his whole life has changed and like uh everything it's beautiful um and I honestly love the guy I wish him all the success in the world but like yeah um it's that it's that feeling of like really the default should be it can happen to them so it can happen to you exactly um, there is a bit of luck involved in it and mm -hmm. um yeah there there are some people who 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 don't get what it is that they sought after the whole time mm -hmm. and i think it's our job as we age to kind of determine whether or not that's going to be worth it for us if we're if like what, yeah. what we're after if what we really need is some external validation mm -hmm. or if we're really just in it to be artists and the, and i think that there's actually like no shame in either answer. Yeah, it's also your pride and your ego. Like you gotta yeah. learn to let it go fully. 
because then you know you're making the right choice based off of what you really feel in your heart versus what your insecurities are telling you, yeah. you know? And I, I think that I struggle with that all the time. I was like, maybe I should just do film. Yeah. That's it. Just stop doing music. Mm -hmm. I'm not making money. I don't, I, I, even with, you know, you have a wife, it's like, you don't want to leave your wife all the time. You know, it's just like, you start thinking about what it's like on the road all the time. And, and then I also think, well, if I give up, then that means I gave up, you know? And another thing too, that I forgot to say in the very beginning of this whole thing is in high school, I was voted most likely to live in Albany forever, which is Whoa. in the, it's still in the yearbook to this day. It's like Damn. most likely to live in Albany forever. Uh, and then my name and like it's a pretty messed up. Category. It was like it was like best athlete, be, you know, best dress, best smile, uh, most likely to have a, you know, like a million dollar company. And then most likely to live in Albany forever was me. Damn. And, I, and I, I think that, yeah, it was my senior year and nobody knew like I was a good I was a good kid. I was in sports like I, ha I was friends with everyone, the skaters, the jocks, like everyone. But nobody knew the struggles I was going through except for Bryce, the guy, my friend that I was living with. But I missed so much school and a lot of things were happening to where I think people had this perception of me as like this kid that just didn't really care about school or anything. But I remember how hard that hit me. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking like, they must think that. Like it was voted by everybody. <laughs> That's crazy. It wasn't just like one guy didn't like me and put it in there. Like the whole yeah. school votes on it in high school. Yeah. I spent a lot of time trying to prove him wrong for those first few years. Yeah. And I did, and I thought music is the tool to show him. I finally found something, right? I was like, I found something to show the world like I can do something great and yeah. prove everybody wrong. Fast forward, I don't even think about that almost ever. If mm -hmm. I do think about it it's because i'm proud of myself for letting it go and and understanding that like my wife her opinion matters more to me than proving anybody wrong uh mm -hmm. my friendships and seeing my friends grow and and become successful not just financially but in life just like finding their groove finding peace finding sobriety like all these kinds of things that have way more value than anything that that, that fame could bring and so for me, I'm proud of myself. I'm learning to give love to myself. I'm proud yeah. of myself for letting go of trying to prove people wrong because it's also a very toxic way to exist. It's a very similar mindset of like every day it's th thinking, why am I not going viral? Why am I not going viral? And every day if I'm thinking, I got to prove them wrong, I got to prove them wrong. You know, it's like, at what point? What am I, when I win a Grammy, I got to go, and everyone in high school. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> it's like, it just doesn't matter. At that point too, like we're all just kids and no one really knew me. So yeah. I'm, I'm proud of myself because I, I've learned that the most important thing in, in our lives is the time that we spend with people. And that's it. Yeah. The time you get to spend with your wife before it's over. Yeah. That's it. Your yeah. dad, your mom, whoever. Everything else is irrelevant. And yeah. Once I finally started to tell myself this every day, as I'm creating something and I start feeling pressure, I'm like, let it go. doesn't matter. Just try to enjoy what you're doing because you only yeah. get to do this once in your life and it's yeah. over. That, that really changed a lot for me and helped me to be balanced as a human, you know, but yeah. it's, it's an everyday thing. And yeah, I just hope that, I don't know, hope that resonates with you, but. Absolutely. Yeah. Living, living in the present instead of living for future outcomes is something that I've been really 
practicing in the last few months. Uh, well, we are far over the hour. Do you have interest in uh, playing us a song? Uh, yeah, I guess I can. I'm just running through the, the songs that aren't too high because I haven't warmed up yet. Oh, yeah. This one is... Uh... So I'll do the one I wrote with my wife. Coffee in the morning Memories on the wall Orange fades into us Oh The warmth of a belly we do one of these because I because I have a hard time talking about myself so I, I appreciate you pulling things out and I also felt like I talk or talked way too much but I would love to I would love to do another one sometime where we just talk about the most random thing almost like a uh even if you didn't post it but like a Joe Rogan type thing where we're just talking about things to get to know each other on the outside of music because I think that that's yeah. so interesting to me yeah like I don't know that much about you either so it's like sure aliens drugs <laughs> yeah well we can uh we can end with a random question about drugs you want to you want to tell me tell me some thoughts about drugs hell yeah <laughs> uh, I can tell you this I've learned in the last I think it's like been two years about two years. I've learned more in the last two years of my life than I have in my whole life. And I think I owe a lot of that to marijuana and shrooms. I, I really, really believe that. I'm not huge into all of that stuff, really, but I, I do enjoy it. But weed in particularly has helped me to sleep better because I've suffered with insomnia for a long time. Yeah. And sleep is crucial, as you know. Also helps with my anxiety whenever I had anxiety attacks and things and depression i was really depressed going through really dark times that brought me a lot of balance and then shrooms just took me to another world that i didn't know was there which i think is so important because i think if we think that this is all that exists which is just us if you think you're the only thing that matters and you're the only thing that it's like i, I think people live as if it's a re, our our life is like the movie it's like the movie, yeah. right? And instead of like, we're part of gigantic universal movie that everyone's in. And sometimes yeah. it's nice actually to pull yourself out of the movie and not be in that movie and just watch other people and enjoy other people 
in that movie because really easy to be selfish and and self-centered especially as an artist so shrooms in particular helped me to experience that on a level i didn't know existed and once i did that i almost had this or i I guess i did have this uh life-changing experience so that is my view on drugs kids i think that if you're gonna do them do them safely recreationally with someone you trust I'm not telling you to do them. I'm just suggesting that if you were to do them, that would be the way to go. Safe environment, especially on shrooms. Make sure you got lots of nature, beautiful things around. Because if you want to experience something that something that is going to be powerful, then you need to be ready for that power. That sounds like a beautiful experience that you had. What what led you up to the experience of trying shrooms? Like what? led up to you wanting to do that i've always had people who offered me drugs <laughs> it's, it's, it's the musician's life it's like but i know i don't i don't like getting drunk i don't really drink at all even with weed i had this really negative outlook on it um for all my life until like two years ago and then yeah i had a friend offer me some for my birthday some weed it's like some gummies and then i had another friend offer me a joint and then uh at some point we just decided, like, it was me and my wife and two other friends, Cloud is one of them. We we're like, you know what? Like, fuck it. Let's try. Let's try this. Like, why not? All we've heard. Well, and also we heard so many great things. Like, we have we were hearing, like, such life-changing stories from people we knew. So it was like, it was from people we trusted. It wasn't, like, just off of TV or, like, TikTok or something. It was, like, right. people we actually valued. And we're like, okay, if this person is telling me that it's done this for them, like, I got to give it a shot. And why not? Like, why not? So, yeah, we did. We we set up my house with all kinds of cool lights, blankets and pillows everywhere. Uh, we put on, like, the Safari Nature Channel on my big screen, like I had Frank Sinatra playing in the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, like it was an experience, bro. I tell you, like every area of my house, you've been to my house. The backyard was an experience. The kitchen was an experience. The living room, like every part of my house was a different world. Yeah. And I mean, we all went there. I took way too much in some people's minds for my first trip ever, but I'm so glad I did because it really made me like, it forced me to look at myself like a like a real look into myself and i was not the same person for like a month i was like i don't even know what <laughs> i don't know what life is i don't know what i'm doing anymore but oh man i totally just got like skyrocketed to a- another dimension it felt like and in the in the best of ways it just it was a lot but i'm so glad i did it i'm gonna do it again lots of times but I also don't do it because I'm trying to like just get high. I I do it because I want to find a deeper me. Like I I I also want to find or actually I want to find less of me in that way too. Mm. You know, like I want to yeah. I want to just be like who cares about Miko? I just want to like, you know, see the world through eyes that were that aren't jaded, that aren't like filled with insecurities and things like that. I just want to like have a fresh perspective and boy let me tell you <laughs> yeah Did, have you ever tried have you ever done anything like i haven't um no i uh i i operate on some pretty high anxiety kind of like regularly um it's like something that runs in my family so i've i've never i i, I do think i would benefit from it but there is a lot of me like 
some of the stuff that I'll hear from other people who like to talk about drugs on podcasts because that's the thing you do on podcasts is talking about like um, if you're high on neuroticism uh, if that's one of your like higher traits that's not necessarily like openness and neuroticism don't necessarily lend itself well to um, mm. psychedelic experiences because it can yeah one of the potential side effects is like a psyche break like people have psychotic breaks sometimes and yeah. people like that I've understood it that you're at a higher risk of a psychotic break if you are like very high in openness and mm. uh, neuroticism, which I assume that I am. Um, mm. So I, but what, what what you're talking about sounds a lot like the result of meditation, which is like the yeah. the point of meditation, or like there's no point of meditation, but one of the results of meditation is separating yourself from the mind and the body and being able to observe yourself but like creating space from yourself is is the whole point and like mm -hmm. being a like when you're saying like less of you and being able to see it from eyes less jaded like yeah in in the last few months i feel like i've really been able to see thought patterns in ways i've never been able to see them and like mm -hmm. there's sometimes where a thought will come up at my door and be like hey, you're never going to get there. And I can see it now. Mm. And I like, I can, I can acknowledge it and like shake hands and be like, we'll see, man. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I, I do feel like I'm, I, I'm extremely interested is, 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 is the truth. And there, there are, there are some spaces where I feel like I could feel comfortable in that. Uh, I've had, I've had a couple experiences where I think that I, I, no one knows if they were drug induced or if they were actually like, like something medically happened to me, like physiologically, um, where I like went into the emergency room and I was like, I don't know why this is happening to me. And then being like, well, I think you're high. And me being like, I don't think I took anything. Mm. <laughs> and, and that like that experience really scarred me to the point where I'm like, I, yeah, uh, it, b because it happened to me while I was like alone, unsupervised. And I didn't know that, that I was yeah. like potentially taking a drug. I don't know what happened. So yeah, it's um, traumatizing. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's there's a little bit of trauma around drug, especially recreationally. But I, there, yeah. there's like, uh, I I definitely could see myself in the future working through <laughs> some of that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it really it is true. Like anything they say, it's it's a, an individual experience. So, you know, everyone is going to experience something different. But I do think that there is um, ways to explore anything in micro yeah. doses or micro amounts. Yeah. And that fear, if you step into something with fear and then the thing you're stepping into increases whatever you're feeling, well, now your fear is increased. So right. you have a bad trip. What it is, is it's an understanding. If you understand what you're doing... And what it is, even if you haven't felt it before, if you understand what it is and, and you are open and you're willing to let it happen, you know, they always say, like, don't fight it. Right. Because when you fight it, that, what does that mean? It means your your whole mindset is against whatever is happening. So when you do that, you're enabling yourself or disabling yourself even from experiencing the positive effects that this thing could potentially have for you in my yeah. opinion will have for you yeah man i think it's all it's all um 
but it really is about who you're with and how you choose to spend that time and how much of it you're using because if i gave you a half of a milligram of a gummy you're not going to get high but you might feel a little something and if i gave you five milligrams you're going to be pretty high for your first time and if i gave you 10 you'd have a bad trip probably yeah you see what i mean yeah it's like smoking a joint like if you smoke that whole joint real fast you're screwed but if you just take a tiny little puff you're gonna cough a little and feel a little high and that's it yeah shrooms is very similar it's actually, in my opinion, I, I think shrooms is a, actually a healthier alternative than weed even. Definitely healthier than drinking. If you drink, I don't know if you drink or have been drunk, yeah. that is far greater a negative impact in your life or a negative experience that you could probably had than doing shrooms for sure. Yeah. So, but again, it really comes down to how much you're doing. So yeah, that, that but honestly, man, like, I've had some bad trips before too. And every single time it was because I took way too much. I was afraid of what I was doing or I was just in a really bad place in my life. And I shouldn't have been playing with, it's like you going through a bad breakup and uh, you decide to go get wasted drunk at the bars that night. Like probably not a good idea. You know, you're gonna make mistakes, whatever. You're gonna be in more pain the next day. (laughs) Like you might have some good songs come out of it. (laughs) Yeah. but. It's really interesting because I don't know if you've watched any of the, the new shows on Netflix, but there's one called How to Train Your uh, Your Mind. I would highly recommend watching that. And then there's cool. another one called Fantastic Fun, Fungi or Fungi. I would highly recommend watching both of those. Nice. It, I think it'll change your perspective. doesn't mean that I think you should do it. I just think that if you're interested in ever doing it, it yeah. will give you a little bit more insight into why it could benefit you. But it's like anything. It's like... I haven't done it in a long time, but I have a bunch and I just, I don't do it because I want to get high. Like I do it because if I, if I feel like uh, exploring my, my world a little bit in that moment or like last night, you know, me and my wife got high for fun just because we just wanted to, we were like cleaning and getting rid of stuff. And we're like, we should just get high really quick and just enjoy our evening. And I used to think that was crazy. I used to, as a Christian too, I was like, that is so wrong. Like, how could you do that? Now, now I just feel like a, a real artist, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But no, man, I think it's it's cool that you also have that perspective of yourself because that's why a lot of people do have bad trips is because they don't ask themselves those questions like, where am I at? What could happen? And that that way, when you do decide to do something, you can approach it with a safe mindset. And then just make sure you have someone to guide you because they'll they'll they hopefully will understand where you're coming from and be able to facilitate like an experience that you will enjoy. Yeah. That's not too powerful, also because if you just jump in like head first, like it it's like exactly what happened to you. You know, you accidentally whatever happened yeah. uh, was too much, and so it just scared the shit out of you. You know, my wife yeah. had the similar experience. She she got so high one night that she started crying and her tears are what made her cry more because she felt like they were too wet. And that was off of a gummy. And yeah. she was just like, my face is so wet. <laughs> like, I can't stop it. <laughs> you yeah. know? And then later the next day, she's like laughing about it. But in the moment, you're just like, wow, this was like crazy. Man. Yeah, well, I got I got no idea how to segue out of this to the subject out of, in, into a close, but... <laughs> Well, I think it, well, I think I just want to say thank you. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. I think that 
I, I really enjoyed being able to get to know you. I don't think that I know that. I know I really enjoyed getting to know you. Yeah, and I, I felt like I was just having, a, I was having a conversation with you. So that's really all I came here for is just to get to cool. know you a little better. And I wish you nothing but good luck and success and happiness as you continue to go along this podcast journey and your musical journey and your journey in LA. Yeah, thanks, dude. I, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you came on and uh, we should do dinner soon. Let's do uh, dinner. Do you uh, do you golf or disc golf or anything? Uh, I'd be down for some disc golf. That'd be fun. I have a disc golf like right by my house. That sounds and great. And I have some, some frisbees, so let's do it. Great. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, and we got to go rock climbing still too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and clap us out. Thank you kindly for listening to the podcast. It's really just an excuse for me to meet amazing people and learn from them. So if you like this episode, feel free to take a look at some of the other artists I've talked to, or let me know if there's someone in your life who's a musician that you'd like me to talk to next. You can learn more about my music at ConnorCherlin.com or find me on Instagram or Spotify under Connor Cherland, C-O-N-N-E-R-C-H-E-R-L-A-N-D. All right, see ya.